It's an opening day special right here on Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In the city of Cincinnati, we celebrate three days a year, Christmas, the Crosstown Shootout, and Opening Day. Welcome to an Opening Day-themed show here on Lockdown Bearcats. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every single day. I am going to make this show today of Lockdown Bearcats an Opening Day theme, and I'm going to relate it back to the Cincinnati Bearcats in Segment 2 I'm going to talk about how the Bearcats can create an opening day-like atmosphere on September 23rd. And then in segment three, I'm going to give you a Bearcats baseball topic. But this segment is about telling you what opening day means to me as a Cincinnatian. And I still want to hear from you what opening day means to you as a Cincinnatian. As a Cincinnatian, opening day means a lot to me. It is a day of community. It is a day of celebration. It is the first chapter of a new baseball season. It is a day of hope. It is a day of fun. It is a lot of things. I've been to opening day twice. Love it. The parade is awesome. The celebration at the Holy Grail is awesome. The ceremonies before the game are awesome. It is the start of something new. And I am really looking forward to the ball game today, the Reds and Pirates at 410. 700 WLW and all across the Reds radio network and, of course, on Valley Sports Ohio. Looking forward to watching the game today, later today. So, opening day in Cincinnati is, it is tradition, it is, excuse me, it is woven into the fabric of this city because the Reds are the first professional franchise and Before, I don't remember what year exactly, they were the first, or disregard that, but they have a tradition of opening day. They have a tradition of opening the season at home. And they have a tradition of the parade. They have a tradition of the game. And I don't really take into stock on opening day what the state of the franchise is. And they've done a lot of things that have frustrated you. They've done a lot of things that have frustrated me. But I put all that aside on opening day because you never know where a season is going to go. Look, Major League Baseball is is a team-driven sport. More in more years than not, you have your traditional teams that make the postseason. The Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Guardians, I would even put them in there. You have your teams who make the, the postseason, the Braves, on a traditional basis. But there are also teams who have Cinderella-type seasons. Look at look at last year, the, the Seattle Mariners, their first postseason appearance in 21 years. Toronto made the playoffs. You look at the National League, the Phillies made the playoffs, and the Cardinals are one of your team, your name brand franchises. But what I'm saying to you is, 
what I'm saying to you is opening day, it doesn't matter what state your franchise is in because the crowd is sold out. You're coming out of a you're coming out of hibernation, so to speak. Long winter. It's spring. The weather today is going to be awesome in Cincinnati. If you're going to the game, if you're going to grill out with friends and family, if you're going to, you know, watch the game wherever you are, it's going to be a great day. On opening day, it doesn't matter what you've done the last few seasons. Last year wasn't a, wasn't a fun season. We can all agree on that. But on opening day, I feel hope. On opening day, I am a part of the community. And I am excited to see what this young team can do. As far as what I think the Reds are going to do this season, I don't think they're going to be great. I think they can be competitive. I don't think they're going to be out of the race by Mother's Day. I don't think they're going to be out of the race by Father's Day. I think they're going to be a competitive team that is going to be keeping you interested into the summer months. Once we get to, you know, in past years, you probably stopped, well, actually I shouldn't say outside of last year, but 15, 16, 17, and 18, you were probably done watching Reds baseball by the NBA, by the time the NBA finals rolled around. Now, outside of last year, 2019, they were in contention all the way through late August. 2020, they made the playoffs in a shortened season. 2021, they were in the thick of the wildcard race up until the last few weeks of the season. This year, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. It can't possibly go as bad as last year. They have too much young talent. Now, the question is, can can that young talent stay healthy? I think, and you can never really predict that. But if it can, I think this team is going to win way more than 62 games. I think that my season record prediction is 71 and 91. I think they're going to be 71 and 91. And they're going to have a chance to be competitive. I'm not saying they're going to be buyers at the deadline. They're going to go all in. But I don't think they're going to be drastic sellers either. They have an opportunity to be an interesting team because of the young talent in Hunter Green, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft in the rotation. You've got young stars in Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson, Joey Votto when he comes back. How's he going to do? Hopefully we get to see Ellie De La Cruz soon. I'm I'm really interested in seeing what this team is going to look like. I should say, I say we're going to see L.A. De La Cruz soon and what he's going to be. See, this is how little I've paid attention to spring training with March Madness and a coaching change and all that. But young talent like L.A. De La Cruz, Christian Encarnacion Strand, that's what I'm excited to see. Now, according to, uh, now I just read this, and this is, again, Mark Sheldon reported um, four days ago that De La Cruz and Carnacion Strand will start the season on IL. But Joey Votto is also going to start the season on the injured list. Now, they're not promoted to the, uh, they haven't been called up yet, but I, I, I mentioned seeing what they can do. How does Vado do when he comes back? It's, you know, what does Spencer Steer do in his second season? A lot of questions, but there's a lot of intriguing talent. I think they're going to be 71 and 90. I think they're going to be competitive through half of the season, maybe not so much the second half, 
by the time Bengals training camp starts and Bearcats fall camp starts, you're probably going to, you know, stop paying that much attention. But for now, there's hope. And that's all that opening day is what you want on opening day. All right, let's make this opening day theme special relate back to Cincinnati. September 23rd will be a very, very momentous day for the city of Cincinnati and the University of Cincinnati. I'll explain what I'm referring to after I explain to you how this episode of Locked On Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The tournament is heating up. The Final Four is on Saturday, and there's no better way, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet then. You can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net next Monday night in Houston, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So September 23rd is going to be a momentous day for the University of Cincinnati. Why? Because that is the day the football program will play its first Big 12 game against the Oklahoma Sooners. How can the Bearcats create an opening day-like atmosphere? Well, first off, every game is a great From the tailgate at Sigma Sigma Commons to the catwalk to the team taking the field to the pregame down the drive to everything in-game, going to a Bearcats football game is an experience. But how can you amplify that? I'm talking, you've got bars filled on Clifton and Woody's and uh, Mio's and Bogart's and, I mean, Adriatico's maybe, which is still the best pizza on campus. How can you, as the Bearcats, create an opening day-like atmosphere? Because that is going to feel like opening day. Here's one thing you can do. Please, for the love of of Cincinnati make this game nip at night I'm begging whoever's in charge of that ESPN Fox please make this a night game I don't care if it's on ESPN 2 or even ESPN plus I I this game deserves to be under the lights at Nipper Stadium blackout Bearcats in all black uniforms, Oklahoma in all white, or maybe white and red. This is what the fans deserve. The city deserves it. The university deserves it. They have been waiting for this moment. Make this a nip and night game. I don't want a 3.30 kick. No. I don't even want a noon kick. No. Nip at night. Nip and night, September 23rd, 2023. 40,000 plus fans in attendance, blackout, ruckus going crazy. That's what I want to see from this program and whoever's in charge of making the schedule. I don't care that the Bearcats have a road game six days later in Provo, Utah. That'll be a night game, all right? So it's not like they're going from Saturday night to Friday afternoon. I mean, yeah, it's two hours early in Provo, but okay, they can handle it. They got to, they go by week the next week. 
They do. Do they? I'm already blanking. <laughs> it's either they play Iowa State after BYU or they have a bye week. Jeez. Uh, anyway, I should know this. Um, but this game, first Big 12 game, you got a name brand program in Oklahoma coming in. And, and this was a program, and this was a. I mean, these two teams played some games against each other back in 08 and 10. So Cincinnati and Oklahoma, they have some history. And this is the only season that you're going to get Cincinnati and Oklahoma in the in the same conference. By the way, the Bearcats do have a bye week the week after BYU. So, okay. All the more reason to go nip and night in this game. Only time Oklahoma is going to visit Nippert Stadium as a member of the same conference as Cincinnati. The writing's on the wall. I mean, I'm not saying you have to have a parade for this game, but I'm saying you're, you can have tailgates all over campus. You're going to have, <clears throat> excuse me, heck, maybe even have tailgates at McMicken, where college game day was. Or, wait, can I still call it McMicken? Uh, the Arts and Sciences Building, we'll call it that. I have i don't think I can say McMicken Hall anymore, and I apologize if I offend anybody for, for saying that. Um... But you can have it there. You can have bars filled. I'm talking meat and Woody's and Drunken Taco and Mio's and Bogart's and any other bar that's, you know, on, you know, short, uh, on Short Vine. You know, I mean, if Bearcast Media wants to do another live on Short Vine, I mean, they do one at the end of the year. But, I mean, heck, maybe they could do one at the start of the year. For this kind of game, and if they need me to do anything as an alum of that organization, as former sports director, heck, I'll do it. This game deserves to be a nip at night. I'm talking, I mean, if I was still a Bearcast media, the Rocky theme would be on the broadcast. I mean, that's how that's how I view this game. Now, we're still five plus months away. But please, when you make the schedule for the first four games, whatever you do, this game deserves to be a nip at night. Under the lights, maybe on ESPN or ABC, but this game deserves to be played at 8 o'clock or 7.30. Lights are on, campus is all lit up, and if the Bearcats find a way to win that game, whoo, man, the party afterwards, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty darn wild. All right, coming up, I said I was going to do a Bearcats baseball topic in segment three. I got one question for you about Scott Guggins, and it could continue something, a pattern that I have observed about John Cunningham in his tenure as director of athletics. That, after a word from two of our sponsors. So, the University of Cincinnati... John Cunningham, Director of Athletics. John Cunningham has developed a pattern that I really like. And that is, he is not going to do something right away just to do something. He's going to do, do it the right way, the best way. For any program. Luke Fickle, you wonder why his extension in 2020 took a long time. Well, that was because he wanted it to be privately funded. 
You wonder why John Brandon was fired after fired after two seasons. Well, there was a reason. Because long term, that was the right decision. You wonder why the Bearcats fired Michelle Clark Kurt. Well, yeah, she had three straight bad losing seasons. Bearcats are going to the Big 12. Clearly, she wasn't the answer. Is Scott Guggins next? And I ask you that because I was thinking about this this week. Right now, Bearcats baseball coming off a 14-1 loss at home to Louisville. Now, Louisville is very, very good. Bearcats just lost to the number one team in the country. But that's still, to me, inexcusable. The Cincinnati Bearcats right now are 11-15 overall. And if you follow the baseball program, and I covered them when I was in school, I remember that tournament team very well. They had a great run at the end of the season. They had a phenomenal win over Oregon State. They had a close call with Michigan and then Creighton. But I ask you this, excuse me, because what outside, or I say I bring this up because outside of that, what has this team really done that has impressed you? If you look at Scott Guggins' six seasons, 2018, his first season, an up and down season, they finished 28 and 28. They lost both games in the conference tournament to UConn and South Florida, and they weren't that close. All right, we know what happened the next year in 2019. 2020 was a COVID-shortened season. That team went 7-8, and eight, so they were probably going to finish around 500. 2021, they had a really good season, actually. 2021, they finished 29-26, and 26. and at the end of the season, they played Tulane in a four-game series and won all four. But then in the conference tournament, they fell apart against UCF, and then they lost to ECU. So they didn't even win a tournament game in 2021 after a promising season in which they went 29 and 24. Then we look at last year. Last year, they went 24 and 31. Struggled again. In the conference tournament, they beat Tulane. Then they lost to ECU in a game that was shortened 15 to 5. And then they lost 13 to 5 against Tulane in an elimination game. I'm not sure what this team is going to do this year in 2023 in the conference tournament. But what I do know is this. Scott Guggins, outside of a tournament run in 2019, is essentially around a 500 around a 500 head coach. That is not going to get very far. And I think John Cunningham is going to have to think about baseball being one of the three big sports going into, or maybe four if you include women's basketball, into the Big 12. We have seen coaching changes. Since John Cunningham took over, we have seen coaching changes at football. Now, that wasn't his decision. That was Luke Fickle's decision to leave, his decision to hire Scott Satterfield. And again, another thing I like about Cunningham is you think the Bearcats should hire this guy but or this, or this girl, but Cunningham goes in a completely different direction. No one expected Scott Satterfield to be hired, but he was. You didn't expect him to go out and get Wes Miller. You thought the Bearcats could maybe land Eric Martin. They got Wes Miller. Doesn't have, didn't have really any direct ties to the program. But think about what John Cunningham has done. Wes Miller, North Carolina guy, played at Carolina, 
coached in the state of Carolina. That's big time. That is, North Carolina is a basketball savvy school. He took his time to hire Wes Miller. All right. Women's basketball. Michelle Clark Hurd, great head coach. Enjoyed covering her. I thought she was going to do great things there. Last three seasons, that program was not very good, to say the least. And it's a shame because I, I really did think they were going to turn a corner after their 2020 season. This year, they went 9-21, and 2-14 in league play. Last year, they went 11-17, and 4-11 in league play. And then in the COVID season, they went 8-16, and 6-12. and 12. All that after two really good seasons to start the Michelle Clark Hurd era. But eventually, John Cunningham knew he had to go in a different direction. He did, going into the Big 12. Ask yourself this question. Is Scott Guggins the right head coach at baseball to lead the Bearcats? And I get it. The Bearcats program doesn't have an illustrious history. They don't have, you know, and and yes, this, this city is still somewhat of a baseball town, although it's become more football. But at the end of the day, college baseball does matter. And it will matter in the Big 12. There are some good programs in the Big 12. Now, most of your great programs are in the SEC, the ACC, and the Pac-12. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that baseball doesn't matter to this university. And it should. One NCAA tournament appearance in the last 48 years. And you could say that doesn't matter, but it should matter. That team made the tournament in 2019. I remember how much fun that was. College baseball mattered in Cincinnati. College baseball's fun. The World Series, Omaha, you know, um, that is a, I want to be a part of that. And I like Scott Gugans. He's a very positive guy. He's done, you know, his teams have always struggled early. But by the time the postseason rolls around, outside of a magical 2019 run in which they backed in as the two seed, what is there really to be excited about with the baseball program right now? It's fun to go to games. It's fun to be a part of them. But you also want to see a winning product. And John Cunningham, has, I think, is very adamant about that. The moment he stepped on campus... It's been about how can the Bearcats not only get into a position to win championships, but how can this program get into a position where they're playing at the Power 5 level? Because that, to me, is what stands out here. Is that the Bearcats not only are still playing for championships, but they're now going to be a Power 5 team. And if you want to turn the page, maybe you do move on from Scott Guggins. Maybe you don't. Football has moved on. And obviously that wasn't Cunningham's decision. That was Fickle's decision. Basketball moved on two years ago. They have their guy going in the Big 12. Women's basketball has their girl going into the Big 12. Are we going to see a change in baseball? That is going to be very interesting to watch. Anyway, um, later today, I'm not sure if Russ and I are doing a live room today. If not, I'll be back tomorrow with a new episode here on Lockdown Bearcats. Enjoy opening day. Wherever you're going to watch the game, if you're going to the game, if you're going downtown, enjoy it. Please stay safe, stay healthy so you can enjoy it. 
and keep making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. How about for your second listen today, you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball Experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bringing everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. For Locked On Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. Instagram, AlexFranknot underscore an email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. My name is Alex Frank for Locked On Bearcats. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy opening day, and I'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked On, or later today, or tomorrow right here on Locked On Bearcats.